0: I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week, we'll outline a new short film and
1: maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written by. Welcome back to Written By, the number one podcast in the world, right behind all the other ones. Right behind all the other ones. Welcome back. Guys, I am really excited about how this season is going. Dude,
0: me too. I noticed as of today, we officially like doubled our Instagram follows from what we had at the end of the last season. We hit 300 today, Yeah. which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It's three hundred people. When you're a podcast and no one's famous, that's a lot. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's a lot. You know, we're not famous yet, Yet. but maybe we will be after someone picks up our movie that we're pitching today, because it's rival pitches week, baby. And what is our theme today, Robert?
0: Today, we are pitching Pink Panther movies. (laughs) Now, if anyone doesn't know what the Pink Panther is, it is a series of classic detective movies. And they had a very famous cartoon sequence at the titles at the beginning of each movie. And then that cartoon sequence just took on a life of its own. As a cartoon. Yeah, as a cartoon. But yeah, it's a detective story. It was originally the detective himself was played sure. by Peter Sellers and then yeah. a few other people. then it was rebooted with Steve Martin yes in the early 2000s 2006. And yeah the reason we're doing this is I <laughs> I had I had never seen this movie until like a week or two ago but I had a very strong memory of the trailer because the trailer came out when we were kids. Yeah. And there were bits in the trailer that, like, owned the playground. It really yeah. did. No,
1: like, it really did. And today, I re-watched, or today when I was writing my pitch, I rewatched, like, 30 or 40 minutes of the Steve Martin one, and I saw the, the one gag with the car battery where I was like, that had a stranglehold on every five-year-old. See for
0: us, it was the uh, the bit where he's trying to learn English and he's trying to say, "I would like to buy a hamburger," but he's super French and <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the... man. All the kids were saying,
1: "We like look to buy a hamburger." <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. I thought it was really funny when you texted me. You were like, "I just saw Pink Panther." we should do that and i'm like what a weird obscure movie to throw out
0: i i instantly saw that and i thought of you chase because it's (laughs) it's a mystery yeah it's starring a detective but it's also a comedy at the same time there's a lot of visual humor and gags and it has like a very wacky main character it seems like something that we would do yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah if we had to pit if we had to reboot like an old franchise because Hollywood was looking to like make some extra money. It's yeah. like that that's the thing that's like deep in the vault that we could resurrect. That we're like, you know what?
1: People might actually want a remake of this. Yeah. Cuz the the Steve Martin one isn't great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but I I was surprised by how good it was. Like there there are some good there's some good gags in it.
1: Oh yeah, there's a really I laughed out loud at yeah. uh there's, there's some sexual gags uh like when he's trying to help that lady off the desk yeah <laughs> <laughs> the running joke of that really made me laugh
0: yeah and then i i still haven't watched a full movie yet but i i watched like a compilation of the funniest bits from the peter seller movies
1: Dude. man those man. are man the best pink panther movie of the peter sellers isn't even really like a Pink Panther movie. It's him yeah. as the inspector, but it's it's like this murder mystery who done it, yeah. and it's so funny. I need to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a long time. But uh
0: Yeah, I was just I was very much taken aback by like how he plays that character cuz it's what it's he's so naive but at the same time so confident.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, it, I was thinking about that watching the Steve Martin version. It was just like how do how does he pull it off to where he's still likable? Because he's right? an idiot, yeah, and he and he's overconfident. He's kind of arrogant, but he's so dumb, and yet he's so likable. And I think that's a really important trait when it comes to casting. Which I didn't know who to cast oh. for my pitch, so I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Even Maybe think we'll about figure that. that out together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, do you do you want to go first? I, yeah, I believe it is my week to go first. And um, before we get started, is, is yours like a long one? It's mine, not. Okay, mine's pretty long. Okay. So I'll go first. I'll go first. Yeah.
0: I, fi- I figured this would be in your wheelhouse, so I was like, you know, I'll uh,
1: I got a little I'll carried away chill. with the beginning uh-huh. and then I realized I can't write this whole movie. <laughs> and so towards the end I kind of just kind of hit some bullet points. But this is the Pink Panthers.
0: Whoa. Plural.
1: Plural. My my remake, my pitch. All right. <clears throat> we fade in. On the screen it says May 2003. All okay, right, hold on before we get started. <laughs> again, <laughs> PPS. Uh, mine is actually based on some true events because there is a Ooh. real organization that's like jewel thieves called the Pink Panthers.
0: Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Yes, so uh, a lot of mine like a lot of the crimes in mine are actually based on real crimes. Okay. All right, there we go. cool. May 2003. We see a man in a black suit. He's got a black umbrella and he's wearing a wild pompadour wig. And he's in a very nice jewelry store in Paris. So the jeweler the jeweler the Roger, <laughs> the, roger. <laughs> the jeweler is standing uh, behind the glass counter and he's holding this really comically large diamond diamond ring. And uh we see the uh the man in the black suit and he's like, "Oh wow, this is very nice, but um, I think I need something a little smaller. Uh, I, I don't know how to do an Italian. Hold on, let me let me do Jared Leto. Let me. Papa, mamma mia, mamma mia. Oh wow, this is very Spaghetti. nice. But I think I need something a little smaller, uh, a little less glamorous. And then he's like, "Of course, we have a." And then, just as the jeweler, <laughs> the <rear> roger, <laughs> turns around to grab a different ring, the guy in the wig whoops out a gun. And then another man in a matching outfit with the wig and everything runs into the store, smashes the glass counter with a hammer and just starts grabbing all the diamonds from the counter into his bag while his partner, the first one, is waving around the gun, making sure everybody is listening. Uh, He fills his bag up and they run out the door. And it's important to remember that they only got this is a big jewelry store, but they only got this one counter. That's important for later. They run out the door. As they're making a run for it down the street, we see a young security guard notice what's happening. He starts to chase them, but they're too fast. Like, they had too much of a head start, but he's chasing after them. He's like, stop, wait, stop. And then he stops and he sees this guy. He's like a bicyclist, uh, and he's standing beside a bicycle, and he's drinking an energy drink. And he he sees the guy, and and he goes, sir, I need to borrow that and then we cut to, uh, we cut to him just full sprinting after the dudes but drinking the energy drink <laughs> that's gag number 1 <laughs> uh, so he's chasing after him chugging this energy and he throws it down and now he's in hyper drive and he's getting closer and closer but then the bank robber or not the bank robber the jewel the jewel thieves make this turn down this alleyway and and this young security guard stops and he sees and he looks over and he sees a clear shortcut That he can cut him off. But then he looks into the camera and he goes, never take the easy way out. And then he goes the long way and just is chasing after (laughs) him. That's gag number two. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the two guys wearing the wigs that stole the the jewels. They're, They're almost down the street. There's a van, a getaway van, door open, waiting for him at the end of the street. And the security guard is getting closer and closer. And he's got his hand reached out and he can almost touch the robber in front of him. And he's like, Closer! Closer! And finally, he touches the back of the the robber's jacket, like, with his finger, like, barely gets him, and he goes, Ha! Got you! And then he pulls out a taser and shoots him in the back. That's gag number three. <laughs> uh, so the security guard gets tased. I uh, am not the security guard. The, the jewel thief gets tased. He hits the ground. The other one, who's got the actual jewels, jumps into the van, takes off down the road. Uh our young security guard jumps on to this wig-wearing jewel thief, and he's sitting on him, and he's just, like, making... He rips off his wig, and he's just, like, making fun of this guy's wig. He, and he he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you silly, silly man with your ridiculous-looking wig. I hate your wig. It's so ugly. Your ugly, weird, wig-wearing man. And he's just like... And this is based on a true thing, actually. Okay. This actually happened. Okay. The security guard, <laughs> uh... Sat on one of the Pink Panthers and just made fun of his wig. <laughs> That's real. All right. Uh, and then he pulls out his phone and he was like, This is Jacques Cluso. I have apprehended one of these silly wig wearing jewel thieves. <laughs> and then he looks directly into the camera, smiles and winks, and then title card the Pink Panthers. And you know, it's the dinner, And it's the animated sequence. All fun. Um, we get back from the title card, and uh, this is just some beats to get us going. Uh, he gets a medal for his bravery. They put him in charge of actually tracking down the jewel, the remaining jewel thief, and the jewels. And um, um just yawn in the middle of my pitch. <laughs> um, he does a really funny interrogation scene. Uh, But ultimately, he doesn't really get anything other than uh, he he knows the hotel room that they were staying in when they were planning the heist. Uh, So he goes to the hotel room, and it's empty. They knew that they were leaving after the heist. But in the trash can, he found a sticky note with a phone number. He tracks this phone number down, and he finds out that it's an accomplice of theirs that was in charge of all of the travel arrangements. So he investigates that guy's apartment and he finds some like blank passports and some face cream hmm. Hmm. he opens up the face cream and he finds this giant blue diamond ring that's worth like a million dollars again this is a true thing that happened uh and it's also something that happens in the peter sellers pink panther movie. Hmm. Uh, the face cream um he opens up the face cream he finds the diamond and he go and he looks to like his uh He's got some sidekicks with him, and it's just some police officers or, or whatever. And he's like, "My friends, we are dealing with a very dangerous international group of jewel thieves." <laughs> and he's like, "I have nicknamed them the Pink Panthers." And they're like, "Why do they call? Why do you call them the Pink Panthers?" And he's like, "Because of that ridiculous pink pompadour wigs." Uh, and so, uh. Because he finds this diamond, it's a huge deal. He ends up working with the International Banditry Division, IBD. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finds out that the robber he caught and then his partner are suspected of five other jewelry store robberies in Europe that were pretty much the identical thing that just happened. All the same jewelry store. So like uh, like Jared's, they mm-hmm. were all the same brand of jewelry store. Uh, the same wigs, suits, umbrellas, everything. But it was in five different European countries. So Clouseau is looking for the partner because he's like, if I catch the partner, I'll retrieve the jewels. So that's the next step to solve the case. Uh, he gets the address. IBD, the International Banditry Division, has the address of the guy that they've apprehended and his partner. Or no, 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 his name, not his address. They have his name of the partner now. And they end up finding him trying to cross the border. He tries to cross the border, but he's on a watch list. He gets held until Clouseau can come and interrogate him. He shows up. The guy refuses to talk. And uh, since there was no evidence and they, he didn't have jewels on him, they couldn't really hold him because they couldn't prove that he was there. So they had to let him go. But they did figure out where he lived. He was staying at this like apartment while he was in, in the country. And so they think it's his house, his apartment. So they go. They can't get a warrant because they can't prove that this guy is even a jewel thief. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to illegally search the house. So they're trying, you know, it, there's jokes of them trying to sneak into the house. And then as they're trying to sneak in the house, the front door opens and this old lady opens the door. And she's like, can I help you? <laughs> or I guess she's tiny So She's like, can
0: I help you? Uh,
1: <laughs> I'll get Chris Pratt to play that. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out it's his mom's house, not his house. And so there's a bunch of fun gags in the house now where they're trying to, to search for jewels in this house without uh-huh. looking suspicious. But the other gag, the big gag of this is the old lady is just another grown man pretending to be an old woman. But no one realizes it. Like he's just another Pink Panther, but he's yeah. in disguise. And there's like a there's a part where like he stubs his toe, or she, the grandma stubs her toe, and he's like, "Ow!" Oh! I mean, "Ow!" Oh! <laughs> you know, kid bits. Yeah. Um. Uh. They don't find any jewels, but they do find the time and the date for an upcoming house, me- uh, robbery meeting. They're all going to get together and plan the next robbery. So Cluso goes in disguise he uh pretends to be a part of the organization and uh he's wearing a wire it's real undercover work mm-hmm. and uh i think there'd be some really fun parts of like this like you know this underground gang meeting and it's like real mafia boss like and and there's like uh there's a bit where he's like the the boss is kind of like i think there's a rat here and he's like, a oh, rat? No, I don't think there's anybody. Hey, I could put out some cheese. We could try to see if there's some rats, but I don't think there's anybody. You know, he's really nervous because he thinks he's gonna get found out. And then at one point, the boss like snaps his fingers, and these like big dudes just start beating the crap out of this other guy. And he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "That's the rat." And he goes, "No, he's not." <laughs> and he's like, "Huh?" He's like, "Oh wait, never mind. Yes, he is." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, after that happens, they plan the heist essentially, and like everything's planned. For this next heist, like even down to like they're going to paint the bench that sits in front of this jewelry store. Uh So that way no one can accidentally sit down and witness the robbery take place. It's got wet paint on it, you know. Yeah. And um, they do the robbery and like Clouseau's in it now. Like he is he is undercover. He is in the robbery. He's the one robbing. Like he's the one that's going in there, smashing the case and grabbing the jewels. Like he is a part of it. But he's still wearing the wire. He's undercover. Um, and like, there, uh, maybe some shenanigans happens here where almost everything goes wrong. But then, uh, because it, he's so clumsy and always making mistakes, mm-hmm. but it sometimes ends up working. It ends yeah. up working out. And so they're like, this guy's the best. So they bring him on like full time. And so we see like a montage of Clouseau being a part of all these robberies. And he's right in the thick of it. Until finally, he gets word They're going to be so basically the the mob boss, dude, the leader of the Pink Panthers pulls him to the side and he goes, look, there's this uh, jewelry store that we robbed a while ago. It's the one that Clouseau actually stopped a while back was a part of a while back. He's like, but we only got one counter. We want the whole store. So the whole team is going to be in on this one. We're going to rob that whole place. So Clouseau is like, "Okay, this is my chance. I can catch the whole organization in one sweep at the store that put me on the case in the first place. It's perfect. Um, and so now Clouseau is planning. Oh, and then the uh, the leader of the Pink Banders is like, and I've been I've been really impressed with your work. I want you to plan this robbery. So now he is planning <laughs> both the robbery and the police opera operation simultaneously. <laughs> And he's kind of an idiot, right? And so mm-hmm. since he's planning both of them, they kind of start getting interwoven and getting mixed up. And so now both plans are meshed together in some points. So like during, when the big climactic robbery takes place, like there's some cops running off with jewels <laughs> and then there's like, there's some uh, of the bank robbers, like putting themselves in handcuffs, like everything's all mixed up. <laughs> and, and like, this is like the main part of the movie. Like this is yeah. it. This is the big the big centerpiece and uh, tons of shenanigans is having tons of gags. If I wrote them all, I would have been working on this all day. Uh, Tons of shenanigans, tons of gags. This takes up a big chunk of the, of the movie. And then uh, in pure, you know, Clouseau fashion, he ends up saving the day because of his shenanigans. And um, they catch all the pink Panthers. They get all of the jewels back from this warehouse that they figured out and he uh the movie ends with him being promoted to inspector Jacques Clouseau. And at the end of the movie, he looks directly into the camera and he smiles. And then maybe something happens to set up the next one. And that is my pitch for the Pink Panthers.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it needs it needs like more characters. And it needs, uh I mean, if I was going to actually write it, I would actually kind of write out some more yeah. beat points. But for a pitch. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I definitely like the simple pitch
0: of Lusso goes undercover. It gets too <laughs> deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like, you know, if you were doing this for real, I would definitely lean into the aspect of it. Be like, okay, at what point? Am I just helping them? robber? Am I just a, not, yeah, <laughs> just I a, just a jewelry th- thief? I would also because the Pink Panther movies, they all have the uh the police chief character. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, Commissioner Dreyfus. I would almost have that like because Commissioner Dreyfus does not like no, so a whole yeah. lot. So he would almost like be inspecting Clouseau throughout this whole thing. Be like, wait, like, this wait, dude is just oh, straight up so robbing Banks. There's a whole
1: B-plot where yeah. the police chief is trying to arrest him yeah. for being a part of the Pink Panthers. Yeah, That's actually really funny. That's really
0: good. And I, I like that it goes into like the, you know, the origin of, you know, the name
1: that the yeah. show comes from. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the reason that the real life Pink Panthers are called the Pink Panthers is because they hid their jewels in face cream, and that was in the, the second Pink Panther movie. Mm-hmm. And so they got the nickname the Pink Panthers because they used techniques from the movie Pink Panthers. Oh, what? Pink okay. Panther.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, so the actual Pink Panthers came after the Pink Panther yeah. movies? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: That's not often like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, like, the only other thing is, like, what's really central to, like, the Pink Panther movies is just, like, all those, like little gags and like yeah. some of them like just come out, but like you need a few like as set pieces themselves. And oh, I definitely yeah. think that like the, uh, the, 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 final one, like that really captures the, ethos the, of, like, the, character, the yeah. two
1: plans getting mixed up. Yeah. yeah. I, I, cause I was sitting there and I was really like, am I going to write this whole movie? Cause I really thought about it. I, uh, like I had all these ideas for gags and stuff and I was like, I'll write out like the first scene and then I'll kind of write out some gags for the ending. But if you guys want to hear the rest of the gags, someone's got to pay us to make this movie.
0: <laughs> Honestly, you could almost just write this as not a Pink Panther movie. And it's just, it's uh detective gets too deep undercover. Yeah, that is yeah. Not, That's a good
1: point. Yeah.
0: So I guess, yeah, the, the only other thing is you have really strong, like, plot structure in this one. is just like, what? needs a little bit more substance. Yeah, or just think about, like, what, what journey is the character going through? Yeah. Like, how's so different at the end than the
1: beginning? He's an international jewel thief. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. I, I think, actually, the arc for the character could actually be kind of be about, because um, he steps into leadership in two different roles by the end of this movie. Okay. He, he had stepped into the, he had put into the leadership of finding the jewel thieves in the yeah. first place, and then by the end of it, he's such a good bank uh, jewel thief that he gets to be the leader of that, too. Yeah. And so I think it might be, that might be his arc is that he, he grows into the responsibility.
0: That is really good. Yeah. And it's like, he's the type of person that's like told he's an idiot a lot. And oh, he's yeah. like, not only are I good at my job, I'm also good at this other <laughs> job. Like, to,
1: to,
0: to stop the enemy, you have to think like the enemy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> be the enemy. rob <laughs> an actual <bank. laughs> So yeah, man, that nice. is my Pink Panther. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's cool. Thank you. I'm excited to hear yours.
0: Okay. the fl-
1: The floor is yours, Robert.
0: <laughs> All right. My Pink Panther pitch. So, you know, this week I don't I don't necessarily have like a whole entire like outline and everything like plotted out. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going more for like a like a vibe type thing. Okay. Just imagine. Hey, I've been right in this realm. Yeah. <laughs> so watching the Pink Panther i watched the first steve martin movie Mm -hmm. and well yeah like i agree with all the reviewers it's not like the best movie there are like like the highlights of that movie were definitely like way higher than i expected them to be oh yeah and i love how even even the 2006 movie like it hinges on all these very visual gags and just like things going wrong and like a lot of you know, very little dialogue, just, like, stuff happening that's really mm. funny. Very physical. Really clever. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it instantly reminded me, because I, I am, like, very certain, like, I would bet money that, like, this filmmaker is inspired by this one person, but there's there's a really old French filmmaker. If you haven't heard of him, his name is, I think it's Tati. Tati is his last name. Mm. He's considered like one of the best classic silent film comic filmmakers that's like not like a buster keaton or a or a charlie 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 i i don't know i was thinking charlie kaufman (laughs) uh, (laughs) not like a buster keaton or charlie kaufman but like you know a different realm in and of itself but Yeah. yeah it's just like finding humor in very mundane situations
1: and like heightening it a whole lot yeah well you know who the director is right for the pink pa the It's Steve the dude Martin? that did like free guy. Free guy and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I saw his name on the thing, I was like, Sean Levy did this movie. <laughs> yeah. But
0: yeah, it was it was actually Gunner that turned me on to this director because I wouldn't he wasn't taught in like films like my film classes or anything. Right. But
1: he did like Real Steel Oh
0: no, no, I'm talking about a the, the French oh, the, guy French, yeah. French guy. Oh, I'm Yeah, still that made Sean movies Levy. of like the twenties or something. But yeah. Yeah, and I I, I would definitely you and the listeners, like look up at least like some of the gags that this dude has done. Oh yeah. What was his
1: name again? Let me write this down.
0: Aquas Tati. He has a film called Playtime, which is just incredible. And it also like it has these like giant Sets to like build specifically for like all these like little visual gags. Also, if you watch the film, you will notice one Gunner film in particular is yeah. very much inspired by the. It's really cool. It's really cool. Okay, I shout to Gunner. Yeah, 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 for sure. So instantly, when I'm watching this, I'm like, these movies, I'm very certain are like inspired by by him. this filmmaker. We gotta continue. Gotta continue the legacy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hopping on. <laughs> so. Watching the 2006 movie, the setting like very much lends itself to like a very kind of stylized like, storybook type thing. Like I'm thinking like French Dispatch level. The uh, the 2006 movie like it definitely took steps to like stylize it, but I think if we're gonna reboot this, we should go all in. This is like a Wes Anderson type Ooh, movie, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna add a little zag to that. So basically. The plot of this movie, I'm I'm pitching this as like it's if the French Dispatch had a baby with Hot Fuzz, so oh okay, so we're gonna open. It doesn't look like the French Dispatch at all. Okay, it's handheld. It's dark. It's gritty. Ooh, and we have. A cop, like a Jason Statham type, but not Jason Statham because <laughs> he was in the 2006 yeah, he movie. Was. Yeah, yeah, he's the,
1: the yeah. coach that
0: gets murdered. But Jason Statham type, he's like smoking a cigarette. Jason Statham. Yeah. And he's got like a, a, a really dark monologue about, oh, these streets are full of murderers and killers. And, <laughs> and your mother. Your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's walking around and then he like bumps into someone. And we instantly transition from like the uh, the dark and gritty and handheld to like Wes Anderson, wide shot, flat against the wall. Everything is bright and pastel. He is bumped into Inspector Clouseau. Oh, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, excuse me. And he's like, what where you <laughs> going, buddy. And then it instantly like goes back into like dark, gritty police mode. That's really fun. So this character, his name is Hugo. He is a young hothead cop and we open Oh, you're introducing characters. Okay. Yes. yes. (laughs) We open after this. It launches straight into a car chase. Oh, snap! (laughs) There's a jewel thief that has stolen the Pink Panther jewel from a museum and he's getting away. And our young hothead cop Hugo is chasing after him. And so it looks like training day or whatever. Yeah. Just a bunch of cars and everything. And it's, you know, also like bad boys or something okay yeah
1: very michael bay yes
0: this dude has guns and he's firing them (laughs) we're running into fruit stands and stuff there's no (laughs) no consideration for collateral damage at all like these people are trying to get away hugo is trying to capture him and we're intercutting this with like the very calm very pretty music bright Pastel, Wes Anderson, all Clouseau. the camera moves, very deliberate and planned. Clouseau is going about his average day as a cop, which is just walking around <laughs> saying, Hey to the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Going into his favorite cafe. Uh, there's a girl on there named Emil that works there and he, oh, he kind of likes her. We'll talk Ooh. to her and then boom, back to car chase. <laughs> <laughs> then back to him dun, 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 dun. he's walking around saying hi to an old person he's like I th- my, my cat is stuck in the tree it's like oh I really love get your cat down <laughs> <laughs> and then whoosh car chase <laughs> basically where I want this scene to end is like every time we cut to the stylized Wes Sanderson Clouseau going about his day there's a bit of a car chase going on in the background and he just doesn't oh, notice doesn't see yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah And then, what ultimately I want to get to is there's a really great gag in one of the original Peter Sellers movies where Cluso is talking to like a busker, like outside of a jewelry store, and is like, Do you have the proper permit? No, no. And like, as he's talking to the bus where we see through the window, the stories outside is getting <laughs> robbed as we speak. And he doesn't notice at all. And then that bit climaxes with the robbers get outside. They accidentally drop the bag of jewels. And Clouseau turns around. He's like, oh, excuse me, stop. You dropped You this. dropped this. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder something similar where Hugo almost catches these people. They accidentally drop the bag with the pink panther jewel. And we could tell this criminal is like looking, he's pausing. We catch a glimpse of like a tattoo or something. Yeah. At this part. And saying, Oh, do I go for it? I see this cop walking up for me. Do I go for it or not? And then <laughs> that's when Cluso hands him the bag. He's like, Excuse me, you dropped this. <laughs> oh, thanks. Runs off. <laughs> so the exciting incident of this after this big, this big intro is Commissioner Dreyfus. Has gotten word of this disastrous car chase that's like cost the city like $1.2 million or something oh, of damage. And he's like, the entire police force is like, this Hugo guy, he was way out of line, just caused all this chaos, and he didn't even catch the jewel thieves. This guy needs to get fired. But that's when Commissioner Dreyfus has an idea. It's like, wait i could do you one better it's gonna be
1: a buddy (laughs) yes oh man
0: (laughs) because commissioner dreyfus he hates clouseau yeah with all his guts but clouseau hasn't done anything worthy of getting fired so he thinks hey if i team up hugo with clouseau hugo's gonna hate it that's punishment enough but also Hugo might out, act out of line, and if he acts out of line with Cluzo, he could fire them both at once. That's
1: amazing.
0: So that's the crux of this film. It's Hugo having to work with Clouseau, and then we're, we're jumping back and forth between like very calm, serene, artsy, wow. Wes Anderson-style things, and then when we get into a Hugo's perspective, it's like, poof, tight shots. Yeah. Shots swinging around. Dark, gritty, lens flares, all that. Oh man,
1: yeah, that's really cool.
0: And so, essentially, they uh, they have to catch they have to catch the person that stole the Pink Panther diamond. So after after they're paired up, Clouseau he is unaware of his own ignorance. He's very he's a very confident person. Like his confidence does not match his intelligence, and so he definitely sees himself as a mentor figure. For this young cop and so he's trying to it show him like around. how he
1: does in the yeah. yeah 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 that's really funny
0: yeah so we're seeing him go about his average day with hugo and he's like all right let me show you how to be a cop <laughs> you say hi to the old lady <laughs> and then you throw a quarter into the muscus hat. <laughs> and then you go get a coffee. <laughs> like, and then Hugo's like, there's more to police work than this. <laughs> it's like, have you have you not seen bad boys? <laughs> like, bad boys? No, I
1: have not. Had no, I, I have not. Had Why would we want to be bad boys? We are good boys. Yes, exactly. <laughs> police should be good boys. <laughs> Man, we are not good at Italian accents. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so we, uh, he takes Hugo into this cafe that he goes into every day. And then we see him, like, try to talk to Emil. We can tell he's into him, but he's not really saying a lot. But then Hugo spots someone in the cafe that has that tattoo that he recognizes. He tries to stop him, but he runs away before he can get to it. And then Hugo's like, Clouseau, I saw that dude when I was chasing all the jewel thieves. I think he's one of them. We got we to gotta catch this guy. And so I was like, no, that's not really our job. I don't want to overstep <laughs> But then Hugo catches wind. He, like, hears Commissioner Dreyfus talk about how he wants to get Clouseau fired, and he's able to, like, record it or something. So he comes back to Clouseau and is like, Hey, Dreyfus wants to fire you, and he probably can soon. But if you help me catch these jewel thieves who have no choice but to let let you stay on, oh, no so. one else is going to let you get fired. And so that's how he convinces him to, like... Go along with trying to catch the jewel thieves. And so we're just going to have a bunch of situations that like pits these two against each other or like in the same situation. I saw a really great, I've thought about this a whole lot. It was a piece of advice from the person who directed the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. I think Michael Ronda or something like that. He said on Twitter that like there was a sequence in like the second act of his movie where it was the daughter and the dad like kind of pitted against each other and it was just like a montage of them kind of fighting with each other and he said that like we did a bunch of storyboard and stuff and it just didn't work and that's when like Phil Lord and Chris Miller gave me the note that it's better to like show two diametrically opposed characters like trying to connect with each other so then that sequence became the mom is trying to help the dad talk to the daughter and then the brother is trying to help the daughter talk to the dad Mm. and everything and so they're trying to find common ground but can't and that like makes it more interesting and so that's kind of what is going on with this movie where it's like they're stuck together and they're just trying to get on the same page but they can't do it we're gonna have a moment where they're like trying to stake out outside of the cafe and like try yeah. to catch this dude and so it's just like enter the michael bay moment he's smoking out the window of the car hugo and he's like yeah this job ain't easy. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. And that Clouseau is like, do you want the croissant or something like that?
1: <laughs> or like, it's like uh, we don't
0: eat croissants on steak outs. <laughs> it, was
1: like, <laughs> it was like, you see, uh, you see Hugo lighting a big cigar yeah. and then it cuts over to Clouseau and you see him like lighting up some like, uh. What's that food that you dip the cheese in the melted...
0: Like fondue? Yeah, he's lighting <laughs> up some fondue. Yeah, there's just a full <laughs> lot of fondue fountain
1: in the car.
0: <laughs> That's almost the same level as, like, I think about this a whole lot, that It's Always Sunny episode where Gled is eating the cereal in the car <laughs> yes
1: like, yes yeah, yeah
0: oh man that's such a good gag yeah we just cut to him like a full fondue <laughs> fountain He's in like, the car it's what? like what you can't you can't bring a full fondue fountain in. what if you got to chase someone this cheese is going to spill all over oh <laughs> and then like, you
1: actually do have a chase yeah, well, and the, spe- the
0: speed limit around here is 22 <laughs> so we aren't going to be going that fast <laughs> it's like you don't understand <laughs>
1: yeah oh man that's good stuff
0: yeah, but anyway, they they catch this dude on the stakeout, and then they take him in for questioning. And then this is this is a scene that really is going to like explain like the crux of this relationship because you have Hugo and Clouseau. They're about to go in and question this guy. Clouseau, you know, favoring himself as the mentor figure, like goes up to Hugo. He's like, "All right, I'm about to show you how an interrogation is done now." A very common method we all use is good cop, bad cop. And then he goes like, Oh yeah, totally agree with you on this one. I got this. So and yeah. Clisa was like, now I will be the bad cop. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? And you will be the good cop. It's like, I don't I don't know about that. It's like this silence. I, I will show you how he's done it. So he walks in there. He walks into the suspect. He's just like, you, you fit very naughty. It's like and so he's just failing at being bad and Hugo is like livid and every time he tries to do something man. he like tries to like slam his hand on the table and it's like tell me where it is and That like, <laughs> Clouseau was going to like take him aside he's like hey, man, you were doing terrible at being a good cop you need to offer him a glass of water or something he's like but <laughs> just offer him a glass of water. he's like if you do not tell me where the jewel is I will Takes out a ruler, slap you with this ruler. <laughs> and then Hugo has to be like, you, you want a glass of water? <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah. And so it's, you know, Hugo having to be taught how to be good against his will. <laughs> and then Clouseau just like failing to be bad. I really want to like characterize Clouseau as like almost like a Paddington type character where it's like oh. he's naive in a way that like you know, he assumes the best about others yeah. <laughs> regardless of whether he should or not, even though he's in a line of work where he probably shouldn't. And yeah. so
1: I would kill a man for Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> I would do anything for Paddington.
0: Yeah. But then, yeah, that's the, that's the whole movie. I pictured there is a, there's a moment where he tries to like go into the cafe. He goes like, you need to go in and talk to the lady that works at that cafe and see what she knows about this suspect we've seen in there, <laughs> and so he'd like go into the cafe and he's like, "I need to to talk to you." And he's got like an earpiece on, and Hugo's outside, and he's like, "She's she's she's trying to walk away. You need you need to flirt with her." It's like, "I don't know how to flirt." It's like just say something clever. And he's like, "Oh, I am I am here to arrest i am the fashion police and you are looking too cute but then you would have a moment where he like he takes the gag too far and like actually like grabs her and like puts handcuffs on oh her. it's like and at first she's like oh oh i'm so flattered ha 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 and it's like oh you're actually grabbing me it's like yes fashion police business and it's like oh wait you're actually cuffing me it's like, yes. <laughs> That is, that is what I do. What do you know about this person in here? <laughs> and then you would do the, like, he drops the key. And, you know, some, like, coffee shops, they have, like, little grates in the floor yeah. for, like, water to go in. It, like, falls in there. Oh. <laughs> and so he has to, like, oh, no. <laughs> try to play it off nonchalantly, get her unhandcuffed, and also find out about the suspect. And then, essentially, you find out that, like, the suspect is a rival artist that like now that the Pink Panther diamond is out of this museum, she has like space for oh, her fine. exhibit. And so now Clouseau is like going into this exhibit, really fancy art museum, like shindig. Yeah. You know, everyone's dressed in tuxes, drinking champagne or whatever. So Clouseau is like walking in there and like everything like descends into chaos and everything, of course. And so, like the rest of the movie. It would start to get more dark as, like, Hugo like tries to take over. It's like, all right, we've tried it your way and it's not working. We <laughs> gotta, we gotta do this my way or whatever. And I recently watched a movie, Bong Joon Ho movie called Memories of Murder. Mm. Really great movie. It's a, it's the movie of, it's the story of the first serial killer in South Korea. Oh. Not the killer himself, but like the detectives that were uncovering like it, like a
1: Zodiac kind of thing.
0: Yes, it is. It is Zodiac, but the detectives are idiots more or less because okay, yeah. they've never. It's a small police department that has never Had dealt deal with the crime with of,
1: something of this. Like that,
0: yeah. it that movie has a great character relationship where it's like there's there's the detective that works in the town, and then there's a detective that's brought in mm. from outside of town who's like more professional. And the detective in town is, like, grittier and, like, bends the rules. And then the detective from out of town does things by the book. And as the movie progresses and the stress of the mystery and the killer, like, start to change them, they end up almost reversing roles to where, like, the the dude that acted really bad becomes better. And then the dude that did things by the book starts to freak out it ends up doing something really bad. Oh, okay. We're yeah. essentially doing this, but in comedy form to where it's going to, like, get to the point where they catch a suspect and Clouseau actually goes bad cop mode. Oh, snap! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so it's up to Hugo, the dude that, like, thought he believed in that but then he saw how good of a person Clouseau was and how carried of a person he was he has to like talk Clouseau out of that oh wow and then essentially there's a whole climax I wanted to do something very similar actually to yours where I wanted there to be like some excuse to where like they think they've caught the person but then it turns out they didn't and the clue to find who the person actually was is in the pink panther diamond which is back in the museum and so our two detectives have to, like, steal the diamond.
1: Oh, man, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fun.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, all that stuff happens, and then ultimately you find out it was Emil, the cafe woman all along, and her cafe is just a money laundering scheme. Oh, for snap! The yeah. Wait, so she's the one that was putting
1: the can- handcuffs for the fashion police? I oh, know Cluzo was doing that on her, but yeah. yeah, but she was the one that was in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that w- I was gonna pitch that. Uh, I was gonna be like how funny would it be if she was actually guilty. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, you already thought of it. Yeah.
0: That's a great ending. And then yeah, and then after that, it would end with Oh, I forgot to mention at some point uh Cluse, like goes to Hugo's house to like talk about, you know, case stuff, and then he notices, oh, you have you have an aquarium full of frogs. He's like, Yeah, I like frogs. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> what a like, weird pet. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, that's that's his end to, like, softening this hard person. Mm. It's like, Oh, you like frogs. And then the moment before they break up, you realize that, like, he made him, like, a little, like, stuffed frog or something. Oh. <laughs> but then, yeah, it would end there chilling at Hugo's pad and they're
1: watching cop movies. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I really like that. That's really good. Man. Yeah. You beat me every week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. I don't think so this week. I don't I liked yours a lot. Yeah. I liked yours a lot too. Like uh I think both of ours were solid Pink Panther reboots. Yeah. I think that if but if like if someone was paying us to actually write it, I think it would be better to go with yours. Okay. The, Maybe I shouldn't say that so that the you <laughs> we can but, cut out. <laughs> but like in my opinion, I think there's a lot of fun character dynamics and stuff mm-hmm. in yours that would help the writing be easier. I mm-hmm. think. I think so. Yeah, really good. All right, guys. I hope you're ready for the minute pitches. Woo!
0: I want to reboot Pink Panther, and here's my plan. I think the source material lends itself to be very stylized, so I want to go full Wes Anderson. Everything looks like it's straight out of a storybook. Shot flat, pastel colors, specific art direction. We see our detective Clouseau going about his normal day, which everything's really calm, so it basically consists of saying hi to old people, going to his local cafe, helping a kitten down from a tree, but then there's a twist. We instantly cut into a Michael Bay training day style car chase with all these lens flares and shots whipping around as Hugo was trying to catch some jewel thieves. And there's all this collateral damage, and he does not catch the jewel thieves. And so the commissioner, as punishment, makes him work under Clouseau. And so now these two people with diametrically opposed policing styles must work together, and Clouseau tries to teach Hugo how to be
1: a real Italian, but least stuff, sir. <laughs> I want to remake The Pink Panther, and here's how I'm going to do it. We introduce Clouseau as just a young security guard at a jewelry store, and after he stops some jewelry thieves, he becomes in charge of stopping the international jewelry thief organization called The Pink Panthers. While doing that, he has to go deep undercover, where he's actually joining in on these jewelry heists, and he gets really good at it, and he gets really deep under the cover to the point where he's in charge of leading the big final heist of the movie. At the same time, he's in charge of planning the police... Investigation to stop this heist. And so his plan kind of gets mumbled together in classic comedy fashion to the point where you have like jewelry thieves putting themselves in handcuffs and cops running off with diamonds because it's a part of his plan. And it essentially talks about how Clouseau starts off as a mumbling idiot, but through getting thrust into the leadership of a police force and then also ranking up in the authority of a criminal organization he learns responsibility and becomes a better cop and a better jewelry thief and that's how I would make pink panther and that does it for this week's episode thank
0: you so much for listening y'all and now it is up to you to decide who had the best pitch it's time to vote for rival pitches whose pink panther pitch did you like best did you like mine Did you like chases? How you're going to vote is you're going to go to our Instagram to the post we posted today, Monday, July 18th, and you're going to comment under that post which pitch you liked the best. Now, last week's pitch was our SpongeBob pitches, and I got the most votes, so I got that one, but you decide who won this current one. Voting will be open until July 31st, so get to voting. Also, guys, our email is writtenbypodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you have a suggestion for what you think we should do the next Rival Pitch episode on, send those our way. We got... We got one more Rival Pitch episode that we haven't determined what to do yet, and we would really like to make it a listener suggestion. So if you have an idea for a franchise, a character, a book, a genre, whatever it could be that you would like to hear us pitch a feature film on, email that to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Also, suggestions for things that go into the bowl for the Front of the Bowl episodes, you can email those as well. I promise they all go in there. We haven't had that many this season, but hey, it's it's completely up to chance. So send in your suggestions. You could be responsible for the next Written By episode. I'm Robert. Chase is a co-host. You can follow me at Robert, two underscores Isaac, and Chase at Chase Bridges, two underscores. Our Instagram is at Written By Pod. Guys, the Instagram is where you want to be to stay up to date. On everything we're doing here on the podcast. It's so funny, at the start of this episode, we said we just hit 300. That was when we recorded this episode. We have now hit about like 750. You guys really run that page up. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.